This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. One or two things there quickly with you. I have a strong pressure in my heart. We may stop somewhere during the sharing and begin to pray. Um, the song that um, Dr. David led us in this morning was very prophetic. The one he started with, um, there is no rock like our God is our God. Neither is there any rock like our God. So sometime during this um, message time, we might take that again and then see God do mighty things in our midst. Psalm 98 verse 1, can we have it on the screen? I read from the New King James Version. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. You have probably heard the phrase, same old song before. When people say, where well, is all the same old song? It connotes nothing new. It means that what is happening is nothing out of the ordinary. It can mean boring, monotonous, or uninspiring. So, but we need to recognize that God requires of us to not operate in the old song because by nature, God identifies with us. That's why he says we are created in his image. Many times it's important for you to know how God functions so that you can relate unto him. He decided to have given unto us the same emotion that he has. For instance, in Matthew chapter 7 verse 11, God was comparing himself unto us and the way the Lord puts it there, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, the way he put it there is that if you there being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more with your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Did you get that gist? So if God says, if you lower than me, but of the same wiring like myself, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more me of the same wiring, but of a higher operation than you, how will I not answer? So whenever you read your scripture, always factor in the way you respond to things and you will be able to work a lot better with God. For instance, God does not like injustice. And that's why many of us, we keep shouting, it's not fair. You agree with me. One thing that we don't know sometimes, or we've not taken notice about God, is that God does not like things to be boring. He does not like boring things. And where he kept talking so talk about new, new things. I will do a new thing amongst you. I will start something fresh. Because look at yourself. I don't know about you. No matter how much I like a particular type of food, I don't like eating it over and over again. How many of you can eat the same thing 30 days a month? There are some things that some of you are salivating about. I can assure you after the first 30 days, you start losing interest in them. But that's the nature of man. 
God has wired us in such a way that when things get boring, some people are not in Christ anymore. Some are not in church at this moment simply because they find things boring. They've not learned that in God it ought not to be boring. Most of the old churches have closed down simply because there's nothing new. That is the nature of man. But God is saying that he also shares in that nature. And he has wired every other creature to respond except man that we have not responded properly. Sometimes he was comparing the, 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 the abundance of glory and splendor of Solomon to that of the lilies. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 29, Matthew 6 verse 29, he said, Even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, even yet I said to even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these lilies in the field. What that is telling me is that the things that the lilies have, an edge over Solomon was that every new day they appear different. Dare I tell you, none of the, these are natural flowers today. I hope I don't show you guys up. Ah, hallelujah. All right. So I can assure you, if you take a photograph of each and every one of the, what's the name of this flower, please? Camera. Huh? Look, this is the crystal tina, the, the white one. What about, these are the roses. Okay, so these are, um, and this purple or violet or lilac, that's what I was looking for. If you take a picture of each and every one of these roses, none is exactly the same. None. They all come differently. Surprise, surprise. We've been told that every snowflake that falls from the sky, none is exactly the same. What that is telling me is that please don't come to God this morning with the same old boring praise. Don't worship God in the same old boring way. He deserves more than that. Ordinary flowers, they respond by giving him something new every day. We need to devise a means of giving him something new every day. If you want to go very far with God, don't do routine with God. You can do the same thing in a diligent manner, but do it with a lot of twists and variations because that is what you are. We are the greatest of all God's creature. Some will dance the same old dance today. Please don't do it. Some we want to sing the same old song today. Please don't sing it. Learn from today that you will make up your mind that you will come unto God with something new. Hallelujah. And you know what? It's going to respond. Are you tired of your job? Don't say yes. Your employer might be in the room. Hallelujah. But I can assure you in the name that's above all names, God will bring freshness into it as well. A brother was testifying this morning. You know, he got a job. And things got so hard. And thank God you had the testimony. The most important thing about that was that the people that were there, they wanted to deal with him according to the old standard. But God gave him fresh authority. Gave him fresh power. And he is now in control. You know what? Last week will be different from this coming week. And that is going to be for you as well. Please, let's go now. Let's start practicing with our dealings with God. I will not do the same old thing. I pull up the choir one time. You can sing the same song, you know, for three months and sing it from different variations and angles. But I will challenge them. I said, look, enough of the old things. Bring something new. And today, we will step into that. Very quickly, no matter how much I tell you all these things, don't sing the same old song. Bring new praise. It may not resonate with you unless you know the why. 
Because many times they've told us that it's not so much the what that matters, but what? The why. If you know the reason behind the thing, it's easy for you. So very quickly, I mentioned one or two, three things particularly for you. Why you must give something new and something fresh unto God. Number one, to express your love and appreciation to him. To express your love and appreciation to him. Brothers, sisters, friends, our words are binding. And never say in your heart, you know, I love you, but I just don't say it. It doesn't go very far. You know, because I know there are sayings of nonverbal communication, but at the end of the day, it must be communicated. Our words will be judged. So when we sing, please sing with wide mouth wide open. I nearly gained notoriety in one of the churches that we, we were when we were in London. You know, nice, prim and proper church like this. All those one, you know, everything is ordered. I love order myself. But you see, I got so excited. Later on, somebody told me that I sometimes got so excited that my voice was rising above the rest of the church. And so I didn't know, and there were elderly people in the church. I didn't know they were taking, up, you know, offense at that. And so when we had to leave, they practically sang us out of that church. No, we didn't leave because of anything. The Lord spoke unto me, and I went to my pastor, Pastor um, Bolton. What's his first name? Graham. Graham. Malcolm. So I went to Pastor Malcolm. We had a wonderful 30 minutes together, had coffee, and I said, the Lord has sent this to my heart, and that eventually led me to be here, eventually in here in Aberdeen, through Redeemed Christian Church of God. But one thing I noticed was that I was unchanged in my praise. I was unlimited. And sometimes when we are singing, I have some of your voices rising so high. Sometimes I feel like, oh, let them keep quiet. But it's very dangerous for you to keep somebody quiet. Hallelujah. So let your voice be heard. Amen. God wants to hear your voice. That's where I'm going. You you believe that's with me? God wants to hear your voice. And if it couples that, you know, maybe the man is saying, wife, you've not told me I love you or vice versa. It is important that you respond properly to that. Don't say, ah, but you know I love you now. You know, Peter went into that with Jesus Christ. In Matthew, John chapter 21, you remember? He said, lovest me more than this? Jesus was asking Peter. Do you remember the story? What did Peter say? He said, yes, Lord, what? He said, yes, Lord. No, no, that's not the way it started. First time Jesus Christ said, lovest me more than this? What did Peter say? Yes, Lord. I love you. No. John chapter 21. John verse 15. Hallelujah. You will know where he said. So when they are eating breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, do you love me more than this? What did he say? Yes, Lord, you know that. Uh Uh-huh. Keep going on. He said to him, feed my lambs. Number two, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? What did he say? You know that. He said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 17 is where you are going. What did he say in verse 17? He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Peter Grot agreed. He said, you know all things. You know I love you. Yes, you know my heart, but I still need to say it. I hope today you will tell God you love him. And you will say it with wide mouth open in the name of Jesus. 
One of the other things in expressing our love and appreciation to him is that truth can be said in many ways. It remains the truth. Take note of that. You can say I love you in many ways. Truth can be said in many ways and it will remain true. But lies cannot be said in many ways without compromising. I'll give you a good example. There was a time I traveled to London. Um, I think I went for a meeting in our central office in London. Long story cut short, I had an accident. So as I was approaching the car rental, Europe car at Heathrow Airport, um, I ran into somebody behind. It was a very hot afternoon. I can't remember what happened. Lost concentration. Sincerely, it was my fault. Uh, it was such a major dent. It just dented the car a little bit. Long story cut short. The insurance picked it up. And then they got in touch with me. That was that, the, as I said, it was the accident. I was at fault. So please um, don't take offense. I'm ready to pay for it through the insurance. Then three months down the line, somebody came to my office after booking an appointment. And I still remember where he sat down. One, the, the first chair of the two was coming to the office. And the man spent two hours with me. And he was questioning me about the accident. When we got to about one and a half hours, Mark, the man, the man said, look, this, that, and then told me all the story. He said he came here as, an, as, um, as a fraud detective to find out whether it was cash for crash. You had a cash for crash before? Yeah, people will arrange it and it will crash. He said, but I've asked the same question, I've asked you the same question in about 10 different ways to give me the same answer. Simply because I was saying the truth. And so that stuck with me. Now, irrespective of what I go through, if my heart loves the Lord, whichever way I say it, it will convey the same truth. And many a times we tend to forget that God wants us to say the same truth unto him in different ways and it will still mean the same truth unto him. Why do we need to express our love unto him? The more you hear yourself audibly or emotionally, the more you believe what you are saying. Hallelujah. The more you hear yourself, the more you hear yourself, Lord, how wonderful you are. There are seasons and times, like this particular season, like today, for instance, the Lord practically forbid me from asking anything. And believe you, I've got a long list of what to ask him. But any time I wanted to do otherwise, he pulled me back and there are ways to speak to me that I know it was his voice. And simply because God wants me, not that he wants to check whether I love him or not. He knows I love him. He knows I follow him. He knows I want to do more for him. But he wants me to hear myself. And when I was hearing myself, my heart was lifted that truly I'm in touch with this living God. Spend time to open your hearts unto him. Say it one way or another, but make sure you are saying the same thing. Psalm 149 verse 3. Psalm 149 verse 3. The psalmist was asking us to use various means to communicate our love unto him. Let them praise his name with dance, one way. Let them sing praises, another way. And let that praises be with timbre, one form of instrument. And let it also be with what? With harp. What he's simply saying is that come from different and various angles. Do not limit yourself in your worship of God. Number two, reason why you must come to him with new song every day. There will be a culture change for us in Jesus' name. It shall not be the same old song. I say it shall not be the same old song. And the reason is that you want him to hear you in various ways and languages. 
We had a fun time at the uh, couple's dinner yesterday. All sorts of words were coming out. I love you in many ways. Take that into, thank God you said it to your spouse. Take that to God as well. I don't know if anybody still remember what I love you means in German, what it means in Spanish, what it means in Robo, what it means in whatever language you speak, or what it means in Chinese. Hallelujah. Say it unto God in as many languages as possible. He wants to hear it. How many of you praise God in your native language, your mother tongue? Just a few. Right. How many of you pray God consistently? Now, if those of you that don't have mother tongue, praise God. It's okay. Uh, so, so, how many of you pray? Yes, some mother tongue for some people is speaking English. How many of you? Okay, don't raise your hand. <laughs> well, if you, when you are born, if your mother was speaking pigeon, that would be your pigeon English. Hallelujah. Okay, how many of us genuinely praise God in our mother tongue, maybe 50% of the time in your mother tongue? We have various people, yeah, we have Puesh here, Cameroonians here, Gaelic speaking Irish, you have various groups and ethnic groups in Nigeria. How many do 50% of the time in your... Ah, wow. Is it more or less? 50 and above, less. When you... Praise God in your native language. Does it mean specially to you? I want. I, why don't you do it more often? Huh? In your own private time, why don't you? We were drink morning devotion one of the mornings. I'm sure they will laugh now. And I decided to bring out my Yoruba Bible. After we read in English, and then I read in Yoruba. And then even those that speak it, they was like, and when I was reading it, it meant much more to me. At least I can speak a little bit of English. If I were to do, what do you call it? English test before you get? Eh? No, no. Well, when I came to this country and I became a British citizen, we didn't do all that, so... But I will have still passed. But I speak good English. What I was saying. But I still love to praise God in what? In my mother tongue. And I'm suggesting those practical examples unto you so that I can carry you very far. Amen. Be free with your God. Number two. Reason. My time is fasting. Number two reason why you must come to God and praise him from various angles and in new way. So that others may know where you stand. So that others that hear you, they will know where you stand. In Psalm 35, verse 18. Psalm 35, verse 18. What does it say? Psalm 35, verse 18. Quickly. All right. He said, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among who? Among who? We went out evangelizing on Saturday. I was telling Femi Komolafe. I had a urge in me, I had an urge in me, and that might still happen. I wanted to scream at the junction of Barclays Bank. Nobody, Jesus loves you. What I mean is that sometimes God can, I've done that before in the workplace, you know, I just sang so loud. Please don't do it if you, if God did not lead you, so that I don't get a necessary query. If God is behind it, it will not lead to trouble. What I'm simply saying is that the Spirit of the Lord can move you to do unusual things. He can move you to sing and sometimes when in a home setting, whether we're at school or even at home now, 
Or even in church, some people just start sitting down the corridor. I want some quiet, but I can't ask them to keep quiet because God may be moving them to do it. Let others hear that you love God and you are praising him. Amen. Amen. Don't hide it. Most pressures and advances are easily dealt with when people know where you stand. Sometimes people don't even know we are believers. Let them know where you stand. Don't hide. He saved you. Is worthy to be announced on the rooftop. If it's spontaneous, if it is effortless praise, it will resonate with people that hear it. And without any shadow of doubt, that will touch their hearts as well. Make your praise loud. Make your praise clear. Wear your praise as your wedding ring. You know, wear your praise as your wedding ring. It will keep out opportunists who we want to, you know, bring um, something into your plate that ought not to be there. Let people know that you love this God. And there's an extent to which they can tempt you. There's an extent to which they can rebuff you. Let it be clear unto all that you love God. Number three, very quickly, reason why you must pray God loudly and clearly and in a new way so that the enemy may hear it and tremble. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 18, Exodus 32, verse 18, so that the enemy may hear it and tremble. Praise be to the name of the Lord. What does it say? Exodus 32, verse, I need to open my own Bible here, verse 18. It says, but he said, it is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. Another version says, but the sound of worship I hear. That was Moses on the mountain top. What I want to drive out of that, coming down, and as he was coming, I was hearing a shout from the camp of the children of Israel. And the man dissected the kinds of shout that you can hear or the kind of singing or noise that you can hear. It can be either of victory, it can be of defeat, and it can be of worship. And believe you me, in the spiritual realm, they know how to interpret it. Whenever we say in the church, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, it's a shout of victory. And fantastic rendition you guys gave us about victory. Let our shout of victory be loud and clear. Don't let's walk in defeat. There's so much of moaning outside there. Don't let's moan, brethren. Even though it might be hard, wake up morning and say, Jesus, you are Lord over my situation. Shout unto him and say, Lord, you are in control. The enemy wants us to have our heads bowed and wants us cowed. But irrespective of what we may be going through, it is right for us to have the shout of victory on our lips. And remember, your cry of victory is the cry of defeat for the enemy. He does not want you to hear, he doesn't want to hear the cry of victory. When you are, tes- you know, every testimony this morning, that's why we always cover the testimony with the blood of Jesus that we know backfire. Everyone that stood here this morning, it was a dagger into the side of the enemy. That's why next Sunday, you will be next to come and give your testimony. He doesn't want us to testify of the power of the Lord. Because he hears it as well when you praise God. Your neighbors hear it. Of course, God is the one you are directing your praise unto. Songs and cries, they can encourage or discourage. In 4 Samuel chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Just to let you know how to, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Just to help us to determine. He said, now when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrew mean? Then they understood 
that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. That was a shout of victory for the children of Israel. You agree with me? What was that to the children of Philistines? What to the Philistines? It was a cry of defeat. And that is why this morning, before we finish, we're going to make a lot of noise unto the Lord. Anyone that tells you to keep your mouth shut, they don't love you. When it's time to praise God, please make it loud, make it clear. I've studied the history of revival in this nation. Don't let anybody deceive you. There was a lot of commotion when the revival broke out in this nation. A lot on the islands, a lot on the highlands, even around Edinburgh, all those places. They were having all night vigil, and people were screaming and shouting and praising the Lord. Any place that is dead now, don't allow that deadness to affect your soul. The worship of God is often loud. There are quiet moments. There are silent moments, but it must be loud as well. Amen unto that one. Don't be too dignified. Some of us are too dignified. Part of what our shout we do today is in 2 Kings chapter 11, verses 13 and 14. 2 Kings chapter 11, 13 and 14. I'm on the point that your shout, your new song, your praise, it is a means of defeating your enemy. You heard of that before, but you are hearing it again today. What does it say? Now when Athaliah heard the sound, the noise of the escorts and the people, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. Verse 14, please. When she looked, there was the king standing by Rapila according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. So Athaliah tore her clothes and cried out, Treason, treason. She heard a noise, and the noise made her to freak out. The devil will freak out when he hears our noise today. I know that. He will freak out. There's a witness in my heart. He will freak out. Second Kings chapter 7, verses 6 to 7. Let's take one more scripture and get ready to begin to pray. Second Kings Chapter 7, verses 6 to 7, it says, For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Stop there. What noise did you think they heard? Huh? The voice of victory. Where, who are the people making the noise? Any guess? Angels. God sent angels to make noise. And so anytime a group of people gather together and they worship and praise God, there is usually angelic visitation. Because in 2 Kings chapter 6, you don't need to open onto that one. When Elisha was facing the army that was sent against him by the Syrians, the Bible tells us that there was a great army that were greater than the physical army. I believe the army of the Lord is here in this room. And when we worship, and if we worship well, we find that our noise is not as loud as the noise we are hearing. We've had services before, uh, you know, uh, Elder Ron of Blessed Memory was, you know, we shared that a few times. When we knew that what was coming out of the room was not just our own singing. And God can open your ears to hear it. That what we were singing was not, our, not that loud. It happened a lot during John Wesley times, during his revival meetings. It would be going like that, they would be having meetings, and people we know they were hearing more than they were singing. 
because angels have joined their voices to theirs. And when angels make noises, what happens is that the demons and the forces of darkness, they must run away. And so as we come to the Lord this morning to make noise unto him, demons will bow. The power of darkness, they will submit unto us. What are the means of new forms of songs you will give unto the Lord this week? Let me challenge you. What are you going to do differently? What are you going to do differently? Think about it for a moment. What are you going to do differently? Do you want to promise the Lord? Maybe every day, right in the shower, you will sing. You want to promise the Lord that you will even just fast to do nothing but just to praise him. There are countless opportunities for us and various ways we can do it. But if we step into it, the Lord will back you up. We're starting this month with high praise. You will end it with higher praise still. Because that's what the Lord desires from us. That's what he wants from us. Will you give him something new and special today? Something you've never given him before? And as we do so, we will eat the fruit of it in the name of the Lord. This morning, Psalm 57, verse 7, out of the many verses of scripture that mentioned it, he used it to pray. And we will start from there also this afternoon. Hallelujah. Psalm 57, verse 7, he said, my heart is fixed or steadfast. Oh God, my heart is, I will sing and give praise. Is your heart steadfast? Is your heart fixed? Fixed means I'm determined. Irrespective of what happens, I will sing and give praise. We will rise up together and I, first of all, we pray. A prayer for us that our worship and our praise will rise to a new level. I said it will rise to a new level. Remember, it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. None of us have got the power to move to the next level except we are helped. So if you rise up with me right now, and just at this moment, look up into the heavens, prepare your hearts. Everything you are looking for, you can get it through worship and praise of the Most High. Amen. Oh, you've heard all this before. Today shall be the practical. You can preach a lot about how the wall of Jericho came down with praise. You can preach a lot about how Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, beginning from verse 5 up to verse 22, where they talk about, and when they praise the Lord, that the army of the enemy were defeated. You can talk a lot about what praise did for the children of Israel when even when they started the Passover in Exodus chapter 12 instruction, Exodus chapter 14 when they left, all those things we know but today the power to do it shall rest upon you I'm not here for the theory I'm here for the practical my heart is burning within me help me to give you new praise Lord, the kind that I've never given you before May we just pray together and then we take one or two prayer points and we take about just three, five minutes to worship God. I pray the Holy Spirit will help us as we do so. Do you want to look up to the heavens with me and just believe God together? We want to give him the best this afternoon. We want to give our Father the very choice praise, something new, something special, something spectacular. But we need his help. So that's why we look up to you, our Father. We cry out this afternoon, Holy Spirit, help us. 
We want to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. We want the hand of divinity to rest upon us. Spirit of the living God, rise up amongst us. Fill this place with worship. Fill this place with praise. Fill this place with thanksgiving, uncommon thanksgiving. And help us that the heavens will respond unto our praise today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hear us, O God. Hear us, Lord. Hear us, we cry to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe that prayer, I'm sure in a moment when we begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord, there will be a difference in your worship. And as we go from here onto a new level, Psalm 103, start from verse 1. I'll tell you when to stop. Psalm 103, verse 1. And we just declare that over our lives. He said, bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3. Who, all your iniquities, you want to read with me? Who heals? Has God ever healed you? Uh Has he ever forgiven you? So what will your soul do? Who will tell your soul to do it? Are you sure? All right. Many a times, many of us, if I pinch you, you will tell me you are an expert in praise. Come down from your high horse today. All of us, we're going to start afresh with him. Because some of us, oh, what praise are you talking about? Check me out yesterday. I'm talking of a new level. So you're going to command your own soul to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was watching an old Christ Apostolic Church elder. They were worshipping God. It touched my heart. And since then, I knew there are praises and there are praises. They were having a program. I think I was there somewhere. And then, everybody was dancing. And this old man stood up where he was. Christ Apostolic Church was one of those fiery, charismatic, slight Pentecostal church. He started from the West Revival. But I think he's tried very much in Nigeria and part of West Africa. This old man stood up when everybody was dancing. And immediately stood up. He did only one or two things. It depends on where you count it. That I saw. He put his two hands together and he moved from side to side like that. Immediately it was as if an anointing flowed out of him. Believe you me, there are a dance and there are a dance. Oh, if you expect me to say he was doing uh, tango or no, no, no. He only moved, but more than move, he moved. That's what I'm talking about. That there are praises, that there are praises. It's not every praise and worship songs that carry the same anointing all the time. So if you are there, oh, what is pastor spending 30 minutes upon talking to us? That's what I'm talking to you about. That you will praise God in such a way that before you say, Lord, heal, just a clap of free will bring healing. Just a movement on your body will make a difference. But it comes with the power of the Most High God. Unless God rests his hand upon you, it will not happen. And I believe that will be another level we shall operate. Amen. Amen. You will command your own soul. Amen. You will tell yourself that it is a new day for me. You will speak unto yourself that through worship and praise, mighty things shall happen in your life and through your life. So you stand upon that verse 1 of Psalm 103 once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
you will catch the fire. And what is burning, you will receive it today. And you will come into this sanctuary one of those days. And before you finish singing the first time out of the song you are singing, you will find the hand of the Lord resting upon you. You will tell yourself, bless the Lord, O my soul. Command your soul to bless the Lord. Tell yourself that everything that is within me, not just part of what is within me. You may be feeling tired just now, but I know one thing the enemy will resist. He may not resist the prayer of warfare. He may not resist the prayer of casting out, but he will resist the worship that he knows will bring down the presence of God. No one can praise wrong. No one can worship wrong. You may pray wrong, but you cannot worship wrong. Tell your soul this morning. Praise the Lord. Worship him. Because in a moment, we will worship him. In a moment, we will step into a new realm. I speak to my soul, Chris Bailey, in the name that's above our names. Begin to worship God into the place of uncommon breakthrough. Call on the name of the Lord. It's a spiritual exercise. I wish I can be prescriptive, but I can tell you what God can do. But what God can do is beyond what I can prescribe. Let the spirit of praise and power rest upon us right now. My soul, bless the Lord. You are called to bless God. My soul, praise the Lord. I'm not talking of the same whole praise and worship songs. I'm talking of a spiritual sacrifice. The one kind that has never come out of me. Because Lord, you said you will do something today. And your something depends upon what will come out of me. What will rise to the heavens and move your hand. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Call on the Lord. You need to prepare yourself. I could have asked you to do it in a mechanical manner, but what will that profit me? What will that profit you if we don't do it in a spiritual manner? The one that will touch the hand of the Father. Who wants to give something dry? I don't want to. Who wants to give something ordinary? I don't want to. I need you, Lord. Until that spirit rests upon you, until you feel that single word that will bring tears to your eyes, that will stir the heart of the Father. Oh, the Lord is saying there is no laying of hands today. I thought there will be. He said he will do it in his own way, but you will praise him. Because there will be healing and deliverance in the room through the move of the Spirit of the Lord. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of his name, kids, because it is the power of God unto all them that are saved. I stand on the word of God that does not change. I said, let praise arise. Let praises rise, the song says, from the inside of me, from the inside of me. Let praises rise from the inside. Come on, connect unto him. Connect unto him. Just before you start praising, be desperate, be desperate. And just make mention of it. The Lord, I'm here to worship you. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Cry unto him all. Mm. Why there is there any wrong like our God? Mm. 
a new song unto him.
on my side. My cry is a cry of confidence, oh God, that I am not alone, that the Lord is with me. I revel in your love. I revel in your mercy, oh God. The mighty one, the glorious one. Lord, I don't have enough words to praise you. You are God. You are God. Mighty hand. Mighty hand. Oh, Barita Sande. Just imagine yourself. Don't be a spectator. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, my Father. What a love. What a mercy. What a kindness. Spirit of righteousness and power. Spirit of grace. Respond unto our cry, we pray. Just continue to worship Him. Please respond as we promised, Lord. Respond with signs and wonder. Respond with miracles. Respond, oh Lord, in your mercy. With deliverance. Respond with salvation. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
mighty God we serve. What a glorious God we serve. Bigger than all problems. Bigger than all circumstance. The God of Israel. Oh, we magnify you. We lift you up in this place. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Mighty is the Lord. We honor you here, Lord. Yes, Lord. Dedicate yourself to Him, Lord. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I is not stopping here. We are entering to a new realm of worship. Because in this worship exploits will come. In this worship great victories will come. In this worship revival will burst forth in God. There's nothing we can ask you that you don't know we need anyway. But we choose to worship you today. We choose to praise you.
May the fire, Lord, be quenched. May the flame, Lord, go out. May we hear your voice clearly, prompting and leading us into a place of deeper and higher worship. We dare say we love you, Lord. Many at times it may not look like so, but from the bottom of our hearts, for what you have done for us, we appreciate you. Take the honor, take the glory. It's not ordinary that you gave us all those wonderful testimonies today. Deliverance from flood and all the things that come with it, and every other form of safety, miraculous healing, promotion, and many other testimonies sitting in the congregation. We return the glory to you, Father. Accept it of us, Lord. As we go to the next phase of bring, worshiping you with our with our material possessions, with walking out or dancing out or coming out in a reverential manner, take us to a new level today. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' most wonderful name, we have worshiped. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.